Welcome to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ, USA. We're the host, Bishop Dennis J. McMurray is our senior pastor, and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our first lady. Join us in this inspiring time of praise, worship, and fellowship designed to encourage and motivate everyone through the Word of God. Now prepare your hearts to be blessed with Victory in the Word. God bless you and welcome to Victory in the Word. This is Dr. E.G. McMurray. I am the First Lady of the Renaissance Church of God in Christ, and I am so excited to be here with you today. I am excited that God has made this day and that he has allowed us to be in this day. As a matter of fact, for those of you that can, just stop just for a second and just tell God thank you for making this day. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we should rejoice and be glad in it. And just for a second, just rejoice in the Lord and just tell God thank you for seeing fit to allow you to be in this day today. I am ready to go right to the word of God. God is so good and there is always victory in his word. No matter what you're dealing with, no matter what you're facing, you can find it in the word of God. And I just want to encourage you today through the word of God. Bishop Dennis J. McMurray could not be here today. And so I am filling in and I just want to send a shout out to Bishop McMurray. God bless you, Bishop. And uh, hope you're having a wonderful day. And I'll see you later on at home. (laughs) God bless. For those of you that have your Bibles, if you would turn to St. Luke chapter 13, and we're going to start reading at the 10th verse. This is a very familiar passage. But first, let us pray. Father God, we thank you this day. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. God, it is your grace and your mercy that has covered us throughout our life and has allowed us to be in this place at this particular time, listening to your word. God, we thank you now for fueling our life with your word, God, and re-energizing us and charging us, God, so that we can continue this walk with you and that you will continue to lead and guide and order our steps. God, we thank you now in the name of Jesus. Give me what to say and how to say it and let us all receive it in Jesus' name. God bless you. Please turn to St. Luke chapter 10, chapter 13, and verse number 10, and we will begin reading from there. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift herself up. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him And said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. And he laid his hand on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day, and said unto the people, There are six days in which men ought to work. In them, therefore, come and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. Then the Lord answered him and said, Thou hypocrite, doeth not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or his donkey from the stall 
and lead him away to watering? And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan had bound low these 18 years, be loosed from this bond on this Sabbath day? And when he said these things, all his adversaries were ashamed, and all the people rejoiced of the glorious things that were done by him. May God add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word, and may God add victory to his word. As we look at this particular Bible story, and if you would go down and, and trace down through the book of Luke, um, Luke records many of the miracles that Jesus performed for women in his writings. And Luke was very particular because I believe Jesus had a great compassion and a great love for women. As a matter of fact, my topic today is Jesus can. And I believe that Jesus had a great love for women. And Luke was very particular in recording these miracles. And if you go down through the book of Luke, it begins with with Mary, who was the mother of Jesus and the relationship her and her cousin Elizabeth, who was the mother of John the Baptist, that those stories are recorded. And if you keep going, a widow's son was raised from the dead. And then it talks about the woman who washed Jesus feet with her she she washed him with her tears and dried it with her hair and then she anointed him with her most expensive perfume and then it talks about Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Susanna and there were very they were all very wealthy women and they actually followed Jesus and they funded his ministry and so um I believe that's why it's so easy for women to fall in love with Jesus because he's so compassionate and so these women followed and with their substances they they blessed Jesus and they helped to fund his ministry. And then it goes on down further in, in Luke, as you continue to read that entire book of Luke, it talks about a 12 year old girl, a 12 year old young lady who had died and Jesus was on his way to raise her from the dead, but then on his way to raise this young lady from the dead, he encountered the woman that had the issue of blood for 12 years. And not only did he raise the young lady from the dead, but he also spoke, he also healed the woman and made her whole that had the issue of blood for 12 years. And then also it's, it's also known that whenever Jesus needed to rest, he would rest and he would stop at Mary at the home of Mary and Martha, the sisters of Lazarus, whom Jesus loved dearly. And so then here in this point, in this point in Luke, we find this woman. She did not have a name. The Luke never gave her a name, but she had a need and she had an encounter with Jesus Christ that was undeniable. And so we go into this Bible story and it says in verse 10, and he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And when you look at the word synagogue, it's it's a modern day term for a house of worship and mostly 
Jews worshipped in the synagogue and they worshipped on the Sabbath, which was on Saturday. And the Sabbath would begin at 6 p.m. on Friday and end at 6 p.m. on Saturday. But not only were there Jews worshipping in this synagogue, there were Samaritans as well. And Samaritans um, were called for lack of better terms they were biracial and so they were part Jew and then whatever other part of their parent whatever their parents race was they were part Jew and part another race and so they were the Samaritans were biracial and so they were all worshiping together in the synagogue and so It goes on in verse number 11 and it says, and behold, there was a woman which had a spirit or if you read it in the amplified version, it said a demon of infirmity for 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift herself up. And when you look at this passage in the New Living Translation of the Bible, it categorized this infirmity as arthritis. But Luke said that this infirmity was a spirit that had gotten a hold to this woman. And for 18 years, her joints were bowed her joints was tight and they were in such disarray until she was bent over. It was almost as if she walked on all fours. I mean, she was bent completely over. And for 18 years, this woman tried everything that she possibly could to lift herself up and to try to speak life to herself. And I'm sure just like the others that the Bible talks about, many physicians, many things she had tried in order to break free from this infirmity. But as is categorized in Luke, Luke said that it was a spirit or it was a demonic spirit that had her bound. And, you know, when you look at life and you look at how Satan can mess your mind up, he can mess your spirit. He can really bind your life up and he can make you think that you are okay in the state that you're in, but you know within yourself that this is not where I want to be. And this is not what I want to be. And I know that God has better for me. And, and if we're not careful, Satan will mess you up so bad until you won't know how to break free. But as we go on in the Bible story, and as you look at it, It says that she could in no wise lift herself up. And when you're bound by Satan, you cannot break free by yourself. We need the power of God moving and operating in our lives and working on our behalf so that we can make that connection with God and so that God can set us free and deliver us. And so that we can be the people that God has called us to be. I'm sure this woman many, many times, many, many times she said to herself that, you know what? Today is my day. 
I'm going to be healed today. I'm going to be set free today and I'm going to be delivered today. Today, I feel better. I feel like I can stand up straight. And so when I go out into the community today, the people are going to see that I am healed and I am delivered. But just as she thought that she had the strength within herself, just as she tried to move within herself and try to exercise with her own strength, she could not straighten herself up. And so this lady went through this, the Bible said, for 18 years, for 18 long years years. She had been in this state for 18 long years. I can imagine that she probably even told herself that I'm never going to be healed from this. I just might as well accept the fact that this is the state and this is what God has for my life. There is someone listening today and you're in a place that you know is not a God place. But for some reason, you cannot break free and get into that God place in your life. And the enemy is trying to convince you that this is the state that you are in. And this is the state that you will be in for the rest of your life. And you even sometimes you convince yourself and you make yourself feel okay that you're in this place and you settle in it. But then there's something on the inside of you that will not allow you to accept that this is what God, you know that God has better for you, but you need to make that connection with God in order to be broke free. Let's keep moving on. But as you look at this Bible story, in the midst of this 18 year infirmity, in the midst of this 18 years of misery, I'm sure she was ridiculed. I'm sure she was talked about. I'm sure people pointed and laughed at her because of the way she looked whenever she had to go out into the marketplace. I'm sure people took notice of her. But in the midst of her misery, she still found herself in a place where she could worship God. And it says that she was there in the synagogue worshiping and praising God. Listen, in the midst of whatever it is you're going through, I advise you, don't let this be the day that you stay home from church because you're going through something. If we're ever going to get broke free, if we're ever going to make a connection with God, some connections that's made with God can only be made at church. And so I, in my wisdom and my understanding of the house of God, it says that his eyes and his ears are there listening and watching and waiting for the prayers that are made in the house of God. And so I believe that there is some connections that as Christians, that we can only make our connection at church and in the house of God. Jesus sacrificed his life for the church. And so I believe that when you walk into the house of God, when you walk into the place of worship, that there is a connection that we make with God that we can't make anywhere else. So 
I just want to encourage you if you're dealing with some a situation or an infirmity, don't stay home from worship. Go and get into your corner of the church or your secret place in the church or wherever you can get. If you can just slide in the door and just make a connection with God. And that's where this woman, she found herself in the house of God. Listen to verse number 12. It says, and when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and he said unto her, woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmities. When Jesus saw her, Jesus himself made a connection with this woman. And there are going to be times in your life and there's going to be situations in your life that only a connection with Jesus is going to make it work and is going to change it. And so I want to encourage you when Jesus sees you, make sure you respond to him. It says Jesus saw her and he called her to him. And then he said unto her, woman, thou art loose from thine infirmities. At that point in the service, that connection was between she and Jesus. It had nothing to do with anyone else that was in church. You all, we can't go to church for other people. We can't go to church because someone else said they're coming and so you come or I'm staying home and you stay home. You have to go to the house of worship all for yourself. Because regardless of how close a friend is, regardless how close a loved one is, a spouse or a child, no one still does not know what's going on on the inside of us. Because there is a place in us that only God knows. And I believe that this is where this woman found herself on this particular day. She found herself in a place that only God knew and that only God could heal. It says, and when Jesus saw her, he told her, come here, come here to me. Don't worry about what's going on around you. Don't worry about who sees you. Don't worry about who's listening. You come to me. And Jesus called her out and he said to her, woman, thou art loose from thine infirmities. And I believe when Jesus spoke, I believe she was loosed. I believe the Lord had set her free when Jesus spoke. Because whenever God speaks, something happens things change. Things begin to move on our behalf. And I believe that her body at that point, that physical or mental weakness, whatever it was she was dealing with, I believe it responded to the voice of Jesus. But then it goes on and it says that, and he laid hands on her and immediately she was made straight and she glorified God. And when I thought of Jesus laying hands on her, I thought of how God created man in his likeness and in his image. But he laid hands. He scooped us. Everything else God spoke into existence. But when it came to man and when it came to him creating man and creating woman, he put his hands on us. And I believe at that moment, she felt something that she had never felt 
in her life. I bet physicians had laid hands on her. I bet faith healers had tried to lay hands on her. She even tried to lay hands on herself. But at that point and that moment, when Jesus himself, how many of you right now listening to me could stand a touch from Jesus? Just lift your hands right now. And just ask, Father God, in the name of Jesus, lay your hands on me. I need your touch. I need you now, God. I need to feel you now. And at that point, I believe she felt something that she hadn't felt. Of course she did. In a, in 18 years, it says she immediately was made straight. Her body stood up, her back was straight, her knees, her hands, everything straightened out as if she was a normal person and had been normal all of these 18 years. And then it goes on, and this is the part that I love the most, and this is what I want to encourage you. It says, when he straightened her out, she glorified, she immediately began to glorify God. When God straightens out your life, don't get so caught up in going now to living your best life. And, 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 and I'm getting ready to do me. And, and it's my time for self-fulfillment. It says she immediately began to glorify and thank God and begin to worship God. God, I can imagine that a praise party broke out in the synagogue. As a matter of fact, on that day, I believe something spiritually happened in that synagogue that had never happened before. And that's why the devil got into the ruler of the synagogue and he got upset because something happened. Jesus touched her. He picked her out. He was moved with compassion. He changed the rules on her behalf and he began to straighten her life out. Let me encourage you to let Jesus straighten your life out. Let God get in the middle of everything that you need him to get in the middle of. I wish I had time to go down the list, but you know where you need God the most. You know where you need God to bless you the most. And I encourage you to let God get in your life and straighten your life out and begin to move and operate in your life. Because once God straightened your life out, there is no way that the enemy can bend you back and bow you back. Some of us, God, have straightened our lives out. And we went to the wrong thing and we didn't glorify God right away. We went and told somebody. And before the conversation was over, we were right back in the same state that we were in. But this time, this time when God straightens your life out, stop what you're doing and tell God, thank you. And give God the praise. Give God a sacrifice of praise and let God use you so that others that's in that same state can see the miracle working and the power of God. I want to keep reading. I don't want to get too caught up, but I can imagine she probably sung the song of the church. It says he touched me. 
He touched me and all the joy that filled my soul. Something happened and now I know Jesus touched me and she began to praise God. It wasn't a celebration, but praise is an expression. And she began to express herself and her gratitude to God through her praise. It goes on in verse number 14 and it says, and the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation. Listen to this church people, because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath and said unto the people, there are six days in which men ought to work in them. Therefore come and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. Do you know sometimes your worst critics when God heals you, when God delivers you and God sets you free, you know, sometimes your worst critics are going to be people that go to church with you. And Jesus answered and he said, listen, listen to what Jesus said to them. In verse number 15, then the Lord answered him and said, thou hypocrite, do if not each one of you on the Sabbath loose your ox or your donkey from the stall and lead it away to watering. In other words, Jesus said, wait a minute. You're being, you're being a hypocrite. Cause I, because I've watched you on the Sabbath take care of your animals. So why can't I take one, take care of one of mine? It goes on and it calls her the daughter of Abraham. It goes on down in verse number um, 16 and it says, ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham, who Satan have bound low these 18 years, be loose from the bond of the on the Sabbath day? Jesus said, wait a minute. You church people, stop tripping and let me heal this lady. In Luke chapter six, it talks about how Jesus wasn't a slave to the Sabbath, but he was still in control. We can get so caught up in the ritual of a thing until we don't want God to move at a certain time. And that's what happened here. They got so caught up in the law of this, but they didn't see the compassion of Christ in this. And so Jesus called them hypocrites. And listen, I just want to encourage you. If there were hypocrites at church, during the time of Jesus, there is going to be hypocrites at church doing the time right now. And so I want to encourage you, don't go to church for the people. Don't go to church for the people. Go to church for Jesus. I don't believe this woman came to church that day looking to be healed. I believe she came to just simply worship God and go back home. Because she had accepted that this is the state that she was in and this is where God wanted her. But she knew that if I was ever going to be set free, if my mind was ever going to be at peace in the midst of this, I needed to take time and worship God. I needed to take time and praise God. God lifted and the son of Christ lifted her up. Jesus Christ lifted her up and he called her the daughter of Abraham. She wasn't just an ordinary person because of her faith in Christ, because of our faith in Christ. Galatians chapter three, it talks about us being the seed of Abraham. We are heirs according to the promise because of the seed of Abraham, because God told Abraham that I will bless them that bless you. And I will make you a father of many of a great nation. 
And because of Abraham, this woman found herself. She was an heir according to the promise. And so she deserved to be delivered. She deserved to be healed. And whoever is listening today, I want to encourage you and let you know that you deserve to be healed and you deserve to be set free. You deserve a breakthrough. Don't let anyone talk you out of it, whether it be in your family, whether it be at church, whether it be on your job, whether it be your friends, your children. Don't let anyone talk you out of your deliverance because of your faith in Jesus Christ put you in a place where the average person can't be if they don't have the faith in Jesus Christ. And so as he began to minister and rebuke them and put them in their place, it says, and when he said these things, all the adversaries were ashamed. God will bring your adversaries to an open shame. Psalms 35, they confound and confused at what God does in your life because for 18 years they've watched you struggle forever. How long you've been going through, they've watched you going through. But this time, this time, God has something else in store for you. And it says the adversaries were ashamed and then the others rejoiced and they glorified God. You're either going to have people that's going to hate you or celebrate you. But I just want to encourage you today. Let Jesus straighten your life out because Jesus can. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ USA, where our senior pastor is Bishop Dennis J. McMurray and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our First Lady. It is our prayer that you've been moved by the Word of God. We welcome you to join us at 1001 33rd Street, Southeast Grand Rapids, Michigan, 49508. Be prepared to attend Sunday School at 9 a.m. in the Family Life Center and our Sunday morning worship service at 10.30 a.m. We also invite you to attend our midweek worship opportunities on Wednesday afternoon, 12 noon, in the chapel, and Thursday at 6.45 p.m. in the Family Life Center. Feel free to call us at 616-243-0991. Also, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you for joining Victory in the Word. And until next time, walk in victory.